As you know, today is no question Mother's Day. Mother's Day, so I want to stay with the theme of Mother's Day. I want to just share with you a message about on that topic. And as you know, we just came out of Easter, and, and, and we celebrated Palm Sunday, and Good Friday, and Easter. And I want to just kind of run with that topic in a moment. But, uh, but I want to talk to you for a moment what, what mom stands for, what mom stands for. Uh, the following are answers given by elementary school-age children to the following questions, following questions. The first one is, why did God make mothers? Why did God make mothers? This is response from elementary children. He said, she, she's the only one who knows where the scotch tape is. And also, she also responded was to help us get out of there when we were getting born. What ingredients are mothers made of? What ingredients are mothers made of? God made mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world in a little dab of meanness. <laughs> well, the next one is, what kind, of, what kind of little girl was your mom? What kind of little girl was your mom? My mom was always being my mom and none of that other stuff. I don't know, I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess would be pretty bossy. They say she used to be nice. What, what did mom need to know about dad before she married him? The response was his last name. Uh, next one was this. Um, why did mom, why did your mom marry your dad? Why did your mom marry your dad? This was the response. My dad makes the best spaghetti in the world and my mom eats a lot. <laughs> Next one was, she got too old to do anything else with him. And the last one is, you know, same question. Why did your mom marry your dad? The response was, my grandma says that mom didn't have her thinking cap on. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> According to a survey by Ladies Home Journey, 85% of women say that motherhood is the best thing that ever happened to them. What's the greatest part? 21% say it's watching their kids grow. A category called everything comes in second by 18%, followed by kids, unconditional, <clears throat> unconditional love, 14%. But 70% of all mothers consider motherhood incredibly stressful. It was certainly stressful for, for Mary. She was the mother of no ordinary boy, but she was a mother still. With all the concerns, hopes, and dreams of any mother for her child, she had found favor with God, with a recipient of His grace, and therefore could say, my spirit rejoiced in God, my Savior. Yet there will, be, there will come a time when a sore would pierce her soul. The calling of motherhood is an easy one. But Mary demonstrates how to be an effective parent, living in a life in his favor and grace. 
from observing this perspective as we came out of Easter a couple weeks ago, just like a couple weeks ago, we can take from the story of Mary, this mother, that it was so courageous, and we can learn a few principles from her life. First of all is this. Great mothers are models. Great moms are models. The word M, models. Why out of all the women in the world, God chose Mary to bear her son? What came, what some Christians groups over, over, oversized Mary's role, those of us from an evangel evangelical band tend to minimize it. I believe that Mary's role plays a big factor in the life of Jesus. I don't think there can be any doubt about God choosing Mary because he knew that she would truly be a model of what it means to have faith and what it means to give God first place in her life. There was a reason why God chose her to model an example to all of us, even all of us here now, even, even to moms and moms-to-be and even to us, anybody, I believe it demonstrates that we have a responsibility to, to showcase and show a model of what having faith in God really means. And not just talking about that I love God, but really demonstrating something further, what it means to really trust in God when things are not going well for your life, when things are not working out the way you want them to work out, but still you're showing, you're modeling an example of what it means to follow the Lord, what it means to follow God. Because it's easy to follow God when everything's going easy, right? When everything's going perfect and life is good, it's easy to follow the Lord. But what happens when you face the hard times, the difficult times, the, the struggle times, those are the times that we need to model our life. And here, Mary was no exception. She, she was an extraordinary model of an example of what mother must be and what it looks like. After Mary had been visited by the angel Gabriel and informed that God had chosen her a virgin to bear the Christ child, her reaction is astonished. The Bible says, says, and Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. In other words, there was no question about her. She understood, listen, I'm a servant of the Lord. In other words, whatever I must model in this world, whatever I must do to, to demonstrate your, his love, to demonstrate the love that he has, for the world, I, I, I'm a servant. Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. My friend, I believe this morning that not only for moms, but all of us apply to us that we respond the same way and say, you know what, I am a servant of the Lord. Whatever the Lord wants with my life, whatever he wants to do with me, I am willing to surrender it all to him because he is worthy of my praise. He is worthy of my worship, and I'm surrendering everything to him. Just prior to this response, the Bible tells us that Mary is confused and disturbed. She doesn't fully understand what God is calling her to or why. And even though, and even through, she still doesn't fully understand 
She models tremendous faith in simply accepting whatever the Lord would have her to do. Even, even though she had no full grasp or understanding of what's about to happen to her life and what was coming before her, she understood that, hey, I'm surrendering my life to the Lord. In other words, I am his servant, my, my friends. Church, I, I believe that if we come with that mindset, that we come even on a service like this morning, that the Spirit of the Lord is moving in the, among us, that we say, God, I surrender totally to you. I give it all to you. You know what? I've searched high and I've searched low and I've searched all in the wrong places, but I can't find anyone who compares to you. I can't find anyone that fulfills the emptiness in my life when we come with that mindset and even though Mary didn't understand completely she surrendered her life to Christ surrendered her life to the Lord surrendered her life totally to God and that's a marvelous thing to see that even in our journey that we're going through in life today we are encountered by things that we don't understand we are encountered by situations that we wonder, how am I going to make it? And we question ourselves sometimes, am I doing the right thing? You know what? Yes, we might not understand it, but as long as we're holding on to the promises of God, as long as we're holding on to the hand of God, I don't know how he's going to work it out, but I do know one thing, that all things work for good. And as long as I'm trusting him, that I hold on to his promises for my life. You know what? And sometimes we wonder, here's Mary, this young teenage girl wondering, you know what? I don't understand it, but I do know that God is faithful. And the kind of faith that she models is the same type of faith we see later display in the life of Jesus. I fully understand that Jesus is completely unique and that God the Father would be watching over him, and that he, being God in the flesh, was endowed with faith beyond our own. But I also think we'll be making a mistake if we downplay the influence of, of his mother had in his life as he grew up from an infant to an adult. I believe that even though he had, he was God in the flesh and he had, his father was watching him from heaven, protecting him. I believe that Mary had a great influence in the life of Jesus. From a child to an adult, that she had a great responsibility and a great influence developing some of his character in his life. And I think it would be it will, it will be making the same mistake if we downplay the influence today's mothers have on their children as they grow up. The influence, the influence of a mother in the life of a child is so vital and important. It's so important. You know, and I know that we live in times when things are different. And you know what, we, you know, you know maybe broken homes and so on, but it's still, I believe that there are even mothers in the church that they can become spiritual mothers to those who maybe don't have a mother. You know, because a mother's touch is so important in the life of individuals, in the life of a child. It makes the difference, and there's no question. 
that Mary influenced him. And even today's mothers have their children as they, as they grow up. If you expect your child to mature to a person of faith and commitment, then you're going to have to model faith and commitment like Mary did. Man, I tell you what, it's one of the things that is are so important that we need to model an example to our children about, about commitment and faith and walking with God. Mothers have a way of influencing them about, about the things of God and, and things that you play a major part in their lives. I can use an example from my wife this morning for a moment. You know, my, my children, they don't have an option about going to church on Sunday. Unless you go into the hospital, you don't, you, we don't give them an option. We don't, I don't ask them, do you would like to go to church this morning? No, it's Sunday. You're going to church. You know what? And, and that's what moms do. Moms don't, don't give them an option. Because when they, get, when they become big boys and they go work for a factory in a company, the boss is not going to call him and ask him, would you like to work today? Oh, you don't like me to preach this morning. He, he ain't going to ask him, would you like to go to work? No, you know, you don't show up. You, they'll take your place. Before dark. <laughs> so mothers have an influence. Let me, let, me, let me hurry here. At first, it must have been hard for Mary to understand God's plan for her life. But, but she was faithful. And through she's, even, through, even though she struggled to understand that depends on God's moments by moment. This is exactly what God wants mothers to do today, to trust Him. The good news is that just like Mary, you don't have to do this on your own. God is here to help you, to guide you, to strengthen you, and to be, to be your shoulder to cry when, you, when things are not going well in your life, and things are not going as you planned. God is your, your strong ally. That's God is it. You know what? There, there are probably some single moms that I'm talking to. Maybe you're watching online. You, there are some single moms that, man, it wasn't for the Lord on your side. You don't know how you would have made it. You know, it was the help of the Holy Ghost that gives you the ability to go forward. You know what? Maybe you, you, you raise your children by yourself. Maybe you, you, you do what you can. I tell you what, the Lord was with you through all this time. Ruth, Ruth Bell Graham. Billy Graham's wife, Ruth Bell Graham, said, As a mother, my job is to take care of the possible and trust God with the impossible. You do what you can. You do what you're able to do, and you let God take care of the rest. You, you, you let God take care of what, what you can do. But you do what you can, trusting God. Amen? You trust God with everything that you know you're supposed to do. The next thing, real quickly, I'm almost done, is optimist. Zig Zagler said that, he had, that he's such a, an optimist that he would go after Moby Dick in a rowboat and take tartar sauce with him. I mean, that's the guy who's determined. That's the guy who goes out of his way. The importance of optimists is raising our kids can be overstated. 
your children need to know that you believe in them. There's an interesting account in the Gospel of John that demonstrates this. By, by the time we get to the story, Jesus is already an adult. But I think Mary's attitude shines through of a mother who believes in her child. It says this, in the third day, there was a wedding on Canaan in Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was, was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the, when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servant, Do whatever he tells you. The wine has ran out of, of the wedding feast. Mary probably had some responsibility at the wedding, so she asked her firstborn for help. She didn't know what Jesus would do, but she knew that he can do something right. And she told the servants, follow, follow his directions. She believed in him, and, and this is the attitude of children's desperately need from their parents today. Parents, children need to hear that that you believe in them. Children need to hear that you're there for them. They need to hear that, hey, you can make it. Psychologist Martin Seligman of the University of Pennsylvania had, had demonstrated that children's attitudes are more shaped by their mothers than by, by those of anyone else. Think about it. A children's development, children's attitudes are more shaped by, by their mother. The mother level of optimist and the child's level were very similar. He wrote on his book, Learning Optimism. This was true of both sons and daughters. Listen to this. If a child has an optimistic mother, this is great. But it can be a disaster for a child that have, that if the child has a pessimistic mother. Someone who thinks always the wrong thing and the bad things. You think positive for them. Believe in them. Do you, do you build your kids up or you tear them down? Do you know what you believe in them? Do they know that you believe in them and that they can succeed in life? Are they assured that you, more than anything else, are a person who can point them to the brighter future? I tell you what. You know what, parents, mom, dads, there's power in the tongue. You can either raise him and bless him to, to survive, bless him to succeed, or you can do the opposite. I remember growing up as a child, you know, as a child, as a kid, teenage boy, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to go to, 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 be, a, to be a doctor, work in the medical field. And I remember telling my mom back in the day, saying, my mom, I want to be a doctor. And I remember my mom always telling me, sure, you can do it. You know, you can do it. You can go to school and be a doctor. You can do that. You know what? And, but she never once told me, oh, no, you're, you're, you're too dumb. You might as well forget it. Maybe she thought about it, but, but she never said it. You know what? She, she was inspiring, optimistic in my life. In other words, she was inspiring. Oh, hey, if you want to go for it, go for it. And I believe that that's what we as parents, moms, men, especially moms, Man, they have such an influence in their, in their children. They can say, you know what? If you want to do that, go for it. You can accomplish that. It's important that we can speak positive things on, on them. The last thing is, the last M on mom is 
mainstays. There's a story told about mom, a police. Police don't know where Deborah found the strength, but, but Deborah knows her six-year-old daughter, Ashley, was in the backseat, and Deborah wasn't going to let a man steer her car after she pumped gas. The 34-year-old mother was dragged on her knees for several blocks as she hold on to the door of the st- in the steering wheel of the car. I wasn't trying to be a hero, she said. I was concerned that my baby, that was part of me in that car. Deborah eventually pulled the thief from the car and beat him with, with, an, with, with a club, anti-theft club device, while, while he apologized and begging her to stop. The driverless car went off control and smashed into a restaurant, breaking a gas line. That's when the child woke up. Deborah suffered some ribs, pains, and bloody knees. The child wasn't injured. The thief cannot walk. One leg is broken and the other fractured. He also suffered a head injury. You know what? You know, while Deborah's story is quite dramatic, I don't think that she did anything that most mothers would have not done. You know what she said? You know, you ain't taking my baby. I'll fight you to the death. And, I, and, and, that, and, that's, and that's what's important. You know, the word mainstay isn't a word that we use very often. And I'm almost closing. It describes something that is, come on, Pastor. It describes something that is in the chief support of something or someone else. He might say, agriculture is a mainstay of the economy. A mainstay is also a naval term to describe the supporting line extending from the main mass of the ship. It is the ship support of the mass and the crucial to the ship ability to set sail. In other words, it is the main mainstay, the main thing that is in the middle of the ship from the top to the bottom and, and if you take that out that ship will lose its balance and sometimes in other words that main state it has to be founded grounded in the middle of that ship so the ship can continue going forward in other words without it it will fall apart in other words I'm staying stable through it all Mary demonstrated the fact that as a mother, she was the mainstay of, of the faith. There are two interesting passages where we see this in her life. One of the crucifixion of her son and then after the ascension into heaven in the upper room. It says, standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciples who he loved standing there nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciples, behold your mother. And from, and from that hour, the disciples took her to his own home. It is hard to imagine what it would be like to watch your own child having spikes driven through his flesh into a cross. Have you ever considered the suffering of Mary at the cross? Here is one that she called, that she created in her arms, the one she taught to talk, 
The one who she had watched take his, his very first step, now hanging before her in agony of death. And there was nothing she could do about it. And while I was not, and while I was not there, and while the Bible does not say, I will almost guarantee that you, that she couldn't take her eyes off him. And to the very end, she would be there for him to relied on to strengthen and uphold and that after Jesus death the resurrection and ascension into heaven we read that this about the disciples including Mary it says all this with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers at the foot of the cross when the world have turned his back on Jesus in the upper room when Jesus had left the earth Mary was firm in her reliance on God and what I realized she wasn't perfect there have probably never been a better example of a mother of always as solid as a rock she was the mainstay for her son his followers and in the early church I tell you what, mothers hold the clue together. Mothers hold the clue together. And moms, I'm telling you this morning, you are the greatest encourager to the life of a child. And I know maybe moms have made mistakes and moms have made, but you know what? God's faithful. God is faithful, amen? He's a faithful God.